Are there no other eligible men for Janine? Right? Janine and Valeria need to walk away from the McMurrays. Girls night out. Get on an app. (laughs) Get on an app. Ranchers only. Farmer wants a wife, dude. Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are recapping episode seven of the Hallmark original series, Ride, titled Ride or Die. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can always follow us on Instagram, where we are both at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Also, don't forget to jump into our Facebook group, exclusive for all you Hallmark fans, called girls gone hallmark and there are also guys there so don't be shy jump on in that's right oh should i look up ratings i did you did i have it tell me this episode from sunday pulled in eight hundred and ninety nine thousand <gasps> viewers it's a big drop it came in 50 out of 150 with 0.08 percent of the demo yikes I don't know. Is it a drop? Because yeah. I thought their notes it was over it a million last week. Ticked up a little bit. Well, I don't know what to say other than was The Way Home renewed for season two by this point? I don't know. I have some numbers for When Love Springs, too. Okay. 1.4 million viewers. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to see the difference between the two shows. I know they're on different channels and different days, but right, nearly double. Exactly. Are you ready to talk ride? Yes. Would you like a synopsis? I would. Missy heads to Denver to judge a pageant. Isabel and Hank realize selling the town on the stadium deal will be harder than they expected. Oh, that's all we get. That's all we get, guys. Okay. I would say there's two lead storylines here. Would you say Cash or Missy's storyline takes the lead? Mm, I, they're pretty equal, yeah. I would say. But let's start with Missy. Okay. So she does get the call from Frontier to come judge the Miss Rodeo Mountain, like a regional Miss Rodeo competition, because she was... Miss Rodeo, Colorado. Something. something. Rocky Mountain. Yeah. What we hear in the beginning is a memory of her and Austin talking about getting married quickly, but she's not going to be able to participate in the big Miss Rodeo USA pageant now that she's going to be married. Mrs. and MRS. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's weird. I I think that's normal with pageants, though. I think so, too. And I was... Like, should they have just waited? Like, let her have her moment? Why is he in such a hurry to get married? I don't know. And put yourself in however old Missy was, 22. I think I would probably choose getting married as well. (laughs) She doesn't have the long-term view here. Yeah, but really what? What is the pageant going to pay off for her in the long run anyway? I think we're all building up to her life took a different path because she was married to Austin. And there is some contention there because he wasn't the person that 
she thought he was Mm -hmm. and what did she quote give up for him and he got to be the star while she was just his unofficial coach in the background so I think there's some of her coming into her own here like she couldn't be fully herself when she was married to Austin that's fine I agree with that so we get Missy interviewing pageant girls and the first pageant girl we get we come to find out that that's the frontier favorite they want to rig the competition because she's pretty and she's got a lot of social media followers but she is dumb as a box of rocks oh my gosh could you believe i couldn't believe the line was like oh she's got great socials and i was like ew ew yes they just want this person then hire her as a brand ambassador don't like let her win great point and then this kind of paints the picture of why isabel is so trying to get out from under the thumb of JB and Frontier because things are not the beautiful picture that they might seem that they are. You know, that's a really good point is that they're not an honest like company or corporation or whatever. Yes. She's, yeah, that's interesting. My favorite is she talks about she wants to pass some regulations and Missy presses her and she goes, you know, like bills and stuff. And it hurts. It hurts. It does. But I... I did love, we get the next girl. She talks about how she had anxiety and horses have saved her. And Missy has this memory of training with Isabel. And there's some contention because prior to leaving for this, Isabel had said to her, like, I don't know if you got it. Well, I think Isabel's pissed off, right, at Missy for letting Cash down as a coach. Yes, but who's at fault here? I know. It's Cash. Cash is the one who's at fault. He Cash lied the one to her. She's not a mind reader. He threw the punch. Like he yes. made a bad decision in hitting somebody. And those are the consequences, my friend. Yeah. Is she supposed to be inspecting him top to bottom for injuries before he rides? I know. It's dumb. From Isabel's standpoint, I do at one point kind of understand, again, she's been dealt a shitty hand. So I imagine finding out that Cash rode injured and put himself at risk freaks her the hell out and she reacts in a disproportionate way to what the situation required Mm -hmm. simply because of her past experiences Mm -hmm. we get this nice moment between missy and isabel and maybe missy is being reminded of what isabel means to her did you notice how like missy would fully like zone out for like the longest time (laughs) during these scenes so she could have this like flashback or whatever that'd be like missy Missy. Yes. (laughs) Come back to life. So is Missy the only judge at this competition? Right. We never see another judge. We never see her talking to another judge. We never hear discussion of other judges. Yeah, we did. We did. At one point, Susan's like, oh, you need to go huddle up with the other judges. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they couldn't cast them, apparently. Exactly. (laughs) Susan wants Missy to throw it. And Missy does the right thing. And she does not. And what I think is interesting because, so Isabel comes all the way to Denver to have this confrontation with Missy. Mm -hmm. And when she came in, I was like, oh, she's coming in hot. But she almost immediately apologizes. She does. But here's where I get hung up. Are all these things happening in the same day? I know we're technically talking about the Missy storyline right now. But earlier in the day, Isabel was having a meeting. Yes. Did she then leave and drive all the way to Denver? Yes. Just to talk to Missy? Yes. <laughs> what? What? And then spends the night in Denver. Get on FaceTime or something. Right. Like, I don't understand 
the timeline of this show drives me bonkers. It's not the first time they've done this. No, and I think they needed that moment of Missy breaking away because also in this timeline, we have Missy has a date with Gus. Things seem to go very well. They kiss and then she panics and runs away, basically. Mm -hmm. Immediately after that moment, she walks into the hotel and there's Isabel looking angry. And so from Missy's perspective, she's like, man, I just kissed this other person. Here's my former mother-in-law. I was married to her son. I'm kissing this other person. She's mad at me because I'm failing her other son. There's all of this going on. So I think it feeds into the drama of the moment for her to be there. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm going to say drama with quotation marks because (laughs) it's not all that dramatic to me. Like none of this is. I mean, if you're conflict averse like I am, you could understand the like sick to your stomach feeling Missy might have been like, oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble because that's how I would feel, even though it's very low stakes. Well, and this is also actually the Missy storyline the next day. She and Isabel are talking. I think it's the next day. Like at when she gives her scores at the competition? Well, hear me out. Because, like, Isabel sees that Missy's, like, struggling with something. And I think here, Missy's obviously hung up on, like, wanting to tell Isabel about Austin's cheating. Oh, uh-huh. But decides not to. But, like, you know, Isabel, like, consoles her a little bit. But then I think... Then she leaves. I think that's the next day. I think she leaves. I can't remember exactly. I remember Missy holding back on talking to her about Austin, but I don't remember at which point that happened. But, and I get it. I don't want to tell you that I found out that your son was cheating. I mean, he's, he's gone. He's dead. Yeah. I would never, I would never say anything. But what I think is interesting is when she has this conversation with Isabel and she tells her what Frontier wants from her. We heard earlier in the episode that Missy's ambassadorship is one of the things that's keeping the ranch afloat. And we'll talk about the cash storyline. But Isabel throws that out. Like, these are the things we got going for us. We've got Missy's ambassadorship. Knowing that, she still says, screw Frontier. You give the scores that you feel comfortable giving. And that's the moment she's, like, fully on Missy's side, I think. Well, I think... Isabel wants to not stick it to Frontier, but she doesn't yeah. think Frontier is bad because she's got this other, like, Canyon Rodeo deal yeah. going to happen. They Good don't. Point. And even later on, she talks to Cash and she's like, I don't want you to ride. We don't need you to ride anymore. Yes. Because we got the rodeo money coming in. And maybe Tuff's going to be a big old pop star, but we'll get to that in a minute. To wrap up Missy's storyline a little bit, in the final portion of the episode, we're at the beers and bowls event yeah we have her and gus gus comes in and is like apologizing i'm so sorry i must have been reading it wrong i rushed and she's like you didn't read it wrong i'm ready now smooch smoochy and who's watching so let's yes and we need to talk about cash because first of all in that moment i felt so bad for valeria How can I root for a Cash-Valeria pairing Mm. when Cash is so hung up on Missy that they have to show him watching this happen? Obviously, he's having feelings about it. Yeah, you can't. It's it's a dumb triangle that they're trying to create here. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time rooting for Valeria. And I think the scenes from the next episode make it look like things are headed that direction. Mm, I don't think I saw the preview for next week. Ooh, there's a wedding. Oh, my God. Every episode, there is something. (laughs) There is some event. Next week is a wedding. This week was the bulls and beer. Last week was something else. Like, come on. Frontier barbecue. Yep. There's always something. 
Ugh. But let's talk about Cash. Cash's got a lot going on, but he cannot get out of Austin's shadow. Can I stop you there for a second? Please. Listener Michelle messaged us and she said, hey, I don't know if you noticed, but the um, last week on Ride, you know, opening scene, they show Cash in his fight with Gus, but he punches like a metal pole. He misses Gus? Yeah, he was like trying to go for his ribs or his stomach, but he hits a pole instead. Uh, and I was like, I don't think I remember seeing that in the original episode where they had gotten in the fight. Now this makes sense why his hand is broken and Gus's face is not broken. Indeed. Right? Thanks, Just wanted to point that Michelle. out. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, I struggled with this cash storyline because... There's, there's a lot going on. One, he's in Austin's shadow. He's got this broken hand trying to break Austin's stupid mechanical bull record. Right. You're, I'm so annoyed with Cash as a bull rider. I can't take you seriously if you're not taking yourself seriously. Your sport. Yeah, your health. Get the hell down. You <laughs> are going to ruin your chances permanently of being a bull rider. But then Missy comes in. She feels the same way. She's like, I don't take you seriously. You don't take you seriously. I quit. She leaves. This brings us to a conversation that he has with Isabel. And he says to her, he tells her his motivation for why he fights so hard. Did you remember this moment? Yeah. It's like he's struggling with a little PTSD and he saw a lot of people get killed and those who had families. And he feels like he really needs to like do something purposeful with his life. Yes. Which... I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. But they're not making me believe it. This is the only moment where he talks about that. Every other moment is about Austin, even down to the end when he has to break Austin's stupid record again. He still has to have that I'm going to break Austin's record moment. Like, yeah, which I mean, is it? That's a good point. Which is it? I would I would care more if it was not the Austin competitive storyline. Yes, because competing with your dead brother is dumb. And I know <laughs> that sibling rivalry is real, but he's gone. I'm not a dude, so maybe I just don't get it. The need to be the alpha. I think he's probably always lived in Austin's shadow, especially with the Missy thing, too. So, And he is the middle brother. For some reason, I thought Tuff was older, but at one point... Tuff calls Cash his older brother in this uh -huh. episode. Uh -huh. So he's got that middle child, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha situation happening a little bit. Mm -hmm. Marsha was the oldest. I understand, but that oh, but Jan, Jan says Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That's yeah. right. Val is collateral damage in this episode. She has less than one and a half scenes. She totally does. And one of them, Cash tells her about his injury, that it's broken. She calls Missy to try and get Missy over to Cash's side. Like, she's just, wait a minute. Do I hear something in your voice that you're not liking this show right now? <laughs> I don't hate this show the way you do. I know that would bring you a lot of joy. This, this is, is not, not true. This is not true. This isn't my favorite show on television. No, I, oh. I don't find, but I, I never said it was. I don't I find it painful to sit and watch. I do find the behavior of some of the characters frustrating. The Valeria character could do with a little bit of a life outside of the McMurrays. I agree, but so could Missy. And Thankfully, it's happening with Gus, finally. Gus is not going to last forever. If this show gets a second season, if we go on, I feel like they're setting us up for Cash and Missy to be the Ross and Rachel of this show. Ugh. I could be wrong. But Valeria needs a life outside of this ranch. And 
I feel like if she and Cash do get together, it will burn fast, burn hot, and burn out quickly. Mm-hmm. He is way hung up on Missy. She's mm-hmm. just a distraction to him. Anything else to say about Cash? Oh, Cash is the one who has to break it to Isabel about the cheating scandal with Austin. Yes. Of course, they don't show, like, Isabel's reaction to it. We just see her say something to Missy at the end, like, I wonder why he needed to cheat so badly. It just, that's, that's all we get from it. Yes. And but, it's the same question we asked last episode. Like, well, there's only a couple episodes left, people. Let's wrap it up. I agree. I agree. And this is, oh, this show makes me so crazy, Megan. I hear you. And as I was watching this episode, we talked at the beginning of this particular recap series about shows that are meant to be streamed and shows that are watched yes. episodically. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like this show would be better if it were dropped all at once and streamed all at once because there's not enough of a reveal in every episode to be satisfying. Yeah, to let it stand on its own. Yes. It almost needs to be like, I need to immediately watch the next episode to get some resolution on some of the pieces that were introduced in this episode. However, I don't think they don't connect them, though, as it is right now. To me, they seem like they try to wrap up these storylines, but, but they're never fully wrapped up. And then on the other hand, they're never fully connected. Okay. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense. I can trace the through lines in every episode. I know, but to me... Not compelling enough. That's different. Like, compelling is one thing. The lines are there. Whether they're interesting to you is a totally other story. I agree. I think this show could use a little bit more drama. A lot more drama? A lot more drama. (laughs) A lot more drama. A lot more suspense. I just, I can't imagine that the whole Valeria storyline is done. It's got to come back up again, right? Yes, Her running off. Agree. But they don't give us enough, like, give me a breadcrumb in each episode about it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I'm going to be very disappointed if it turns out that her poker storyline was true, because it's too easy. Mm-hmm. We got to get that bad dude back lurking as a hint something. something's still going on now in this episode today i thought god isabel is so hung up on like their mcmurray name and all their memorabilia they have mm-hmm. now hear me out potentially the austin cheating scandal could this completely blow up their uh. potential to have this rodeo stadium is he going to sully their good name yes like it's going to it's going to come out somehow right yeah polly's not the only person who knows about it no and with missy chasing it down and potentially asking questions it's going to stir up other people but i thought the biggest clue in this episode was that Isabel was talking about basically she's not a financial investor in this whole stadium thing, but she has her name and so much memorabilia, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be the draw. Mm-hmm. And if Austin's a big old cheater, it might cause some problems. Right. If Austin gets canceled, all of a sudden yes. the yeah. stadium's on the line. Yeah. And they lose their ranch. Well, let's yeah. talk about the stadium. Okay. Because another baby storyline is we've got Isabel and Hank clashing with Daniel Booker. We've got the small town versus 
big bad money guy. Mm-hmm. And there's some annoying pieces to this. Like Daniel treats Isabel like she doesn't know anything. And while she may not be a financier and she might not have big contacts, the woman has been running a family business for years. So he could be less of a dick. He could be a little bit more open to what knowledge she brings to the table. Yeah. And what he needs to be aware of is there's going to be pushback. We find out. And he's not an idiot. Like small towns are going to have opinions about what happens there. And nobody likes the big bad money guy. So he needs her on his side. Now, what do you think about Hank as the middleman here between Daniel Booker and Isabel? I think Hank is so far up Daniel Booker's behind (laughs) he's kind of abandoned to me a little bit he was like this is all about canyon and bringing glory to our small town but all hank really cares about is the glory let's talk about isabel's speech okay do you have any thoughts on that i do so you know hank's up there and he's losing the crowd basically right they're turning on him (laughs) she steps in and she leans real hard into that community Uh uh-huh I mean, I think they need Isabel to soften the rest of the townspeople. I think you're right. Her speech to me felt a little flat because while I think it was motivating and very MLM rah rah, mm-hmm. I need you to trust me. There were no details. Yeah. I need you to trust me because I'm a part of this town too, but she doesn't really have the power to stop Daniel Booker in the face of, well, I've got this local contractor from Canyon, or I've got this guy who can do it for half the price from out of town. She doesn't have the power to slow down that machine. Right. Her voice can only go so far. So obviously we haven't seen the last of the town versus the Booker's conflict. So perhaps the townspeople are going to turn on Isabel at some point. Especially when they find out. You gave me your word, you know? Yeah. We'll see. Okay, well, my favorite part of this episode Mm. is tough and mean Janine. Jake Foy, by the way, Hallmark News and Note, Mm. he got engaged. Oh, I saw that. So cute. Yeah. Beautiful photos. But he posted on Instagram a photo before this episode dropped. Of Tough and Janine on stage. And I responded, I was like, Tough and Mean Janine, say it ain't so. We get a little bit of development from her character this week. I I didn't hate her. No. You know, she's still like snide and sarcastic and tough, but she does it in a way that she's fully on Tough's side. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing her in that moment where she cared about someone else more than she cared about herself. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I don't think she's a great singer. I don't think she's a great solo singer. No. She sounded okay when she was, like, harmonizing. Agree. Yeah. I like when Jake Foy sings. I thought their energy was mismatched on stage because he was, like, really grooving out and she wasn't. Janine is not fully there for us to give her, like, the I'm writing for her. Mm -hmm. But she is headed in the right direction for me. Mm. I'm sure she's going to throw a tantrum when she's... (laughs) Finds out Missy and Gus are together. Are there no other eligible men for Janine? Right. Janine and Valeria need to walk away from the McMurrays. Girls night out. Get on an app. (laughs) Get on an app. Ranchers only. Farmer wants a wife, dude. (laughs) I think the ranchers and farmers would like to be differentiated. Sorry. I was just, you know, there's a TV show called Farmer Wants a Wife. 
based I know, on there's a yeah. farmers only app which is so why i said is, ranchers only is, is there a ranchers only app you think i don't know but there's a market for it in canyon colorado <laughs> is canyon colorado real i don't think so i have a couple did you see that yeah and i know we don't do that on this i want to hear them okay first one is uh towards the beginning of the episode i think missy gets the call from Frontier or whatever. Anyway, she's wearing the cutest jeans and cropped flannel jacket. So adorable. Oh. This is like the first time I've seen Missy in an outfit that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, a jacket I think you would like a lot. Oh. Also, in another scene, when Daniel and Hank and Isabella are around the conference table and they're talking, they're going through like that notebook or whatever. Yeah. And they're talking about the Massey and Massey PR firm. Chris Massey is one of the creators oh. and EP of the show. <laughs> and nice. so random that I even picked that up. I just remember reading an article weeks ago about him. I thought, oh, that's funny. I'd, I'd probably put my name in something too. Totally. Wouldn't you? I love that Easter egg, like Stan Lee being in all of the Marvel movies. Anyway, he's the comic book writer. And then he had a cameo in all the movies until he passed away. I was like, isn't he dead? He is now, but he was in quite a few of the movies. Question. Mm. The box. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Amazon box? Yes. Mm -hmm. So this box gets delivered, and this box has a major role in this episode. Isabel takes it to Missy. Missy tosses it in the house. Valeria gives it to Cash. And Missy says what it is. Like, oh, I ordered some bands for Cash. But they never open it. And because this box is passed from person to person multiple times, it has a lot of airtime. Mm-hmm. I wrote in my notes. Hashtag sponsored. <laughs> no, because they don't like zoom in on the Amazon, even though any eagle-eyed viewer is like, that's an Amazon box. Mm-hmm. I wrote what's in the box. And I had like a seven moment oh yeah is there something more sinister in the box is it not what missy thought she was there was no payoff to that moment i was a little bit disappointed that my hallmark movies and mysteries watching brain didn't pay off but that's what i I was thinking i hate to disappoint you Uh, is that the wrong movie no that's the right movie at the end of the episode missy and cash are talking like right before she agrees to be his coach again he goes I'm using the stretch bands. I'm getting stronger. I'm- right. No, I understand. What I'm saying is there was no payoff. What was in the box was what she said was in the box. It was really stretch bands. But can I point out that the stretch bands arrived the day before? So how much could he have really been using I them? Mean, what? You're getting stronger. <laughs> yes. Who are we writing for in this episode? I think maybe it needs to go to Missy for me. Girlfriend's spinning plates all episode long. Yeah, she's busy. She's here. She's there. She's kissing boys. She's solving conflict. She's quitting. She's putting herself back into the narrative. <laughs> oh, this show. Part of me really wants it to be over, but then also I really need it to come together. Mm-hmm. I can't just quit on it yet. I wonder if this hasn't been renewed for season two because there are no writers to write a season two right now. That's a good point. So. Who knows when they would be able to sit down and start working on it. Right. Great point. Yep. I'm full of them. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. You know what I'm going to say. If you like this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Open the Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars. Let everyone know what you love about Girls Gone Hallmark. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.